0: In this episode, episode 3, we will be chatting about SUVs and what they mean for luxury and performance brands. We'll be chatting about motoring explosion shows and the future thereof, and all things PT cruises and canyon cars. This is On The Overrun.
1: Luke, Martin, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's flippin' hot in Stellenbosch, but...
0: It is extremely hot, and uh, we are sweating. We are actually shooting this podcast in the afternoon. We usually shoot it in the mornings, just to be fresh, but uh, today we might be less fresh. <laughs> but the jokes will still be there. <laughs> I'm hoping the jokes will still be we there. We will still say some stories, don't worry. We've got the uh, facts in, uh, in our heads, and also in front of us. In front uh, of that's us. That's why we have heads. the computers in front of us. My head's spinning. Um, cold, so. But what's, th- what's today? Third episode. Today's, yeah. We've made it. We've made it. They say third time's the charm. Third time, or third charm. time lucky. Or third time lucky. Any anything a- with three. Yeah. So, so you know, three series. M3. Th- uh, that's same thing. M3. Three. M3, three, three series, all the more. The three pointed storm say There we go. Audi A3. RS3. RS3. RS3 yes, that everything. RSQ3. That is the yeah, thing. It's a debatable. Call. I don't like anyway, it. Anyway, but that's a call for another that's day. That's basically like a raised golf. Ah, GDI. Just. No, no, like a Golf R, but a like raised the, but Golf R. Oh yeah, no. Do you like the RSQ 3 No, 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 I don't. I'm not such a big fan. Do you like the RS 3?
1: I do, but that's just because it's like quick. It's it's quick.
0: It's a hot hatch. Okay. Would you prefer the A45 or the RS 3? That's a tough so one. So the new A45? Yeah, the new one. You. I'd probably still go for the RS 3. RS Yeah. Why? I just like
1: the look of Audis, the way that it's, it looks a bit no, more it's
0: clean beefier. It is bulky. Oh. Yeah. Um, but the A45 is just... It's a stunning car as well. I mean, and, and it's vicious. That th- that little thing is... I'm struggling to find the... W- obnoxious. <laughs> there we go. It is obnoxious. <laughs> it is obnoxious. <laughs> with that wing, yeah. with that side skirt, like, carbon it's fiber like bits. The, the wealthier
1: twin, or oh not twin, like the wealthier cousin of... Uh, um,
0: Honda Civic Type R or <laughs> something. <laughs> the yeah? cousin. Yeah. That's so true. Well, no, Honda Civic Type R. Is That's also a ridiculous that car. That thing is but latched with everything carbon fiber. I mean, how, where, why do you put three spoilers on no, a car? It's unbelievable. But it's a very good car. It's a very good car. It's, it's a very a good car. It's a good car. I would like to it's drive good. one, you know, soon enough. We'll get there. We'll um, get there, Martin. Anyway what are we yes. doing today what are we doing today firstly welcome thank you, thank you for yeah. making it the third episode um if you are listening to this episode on spotify apple podcast google podcast or you're watching on youtube i think we can name you the day ones mm. you are you are going to be birthed the day ones so when we the shoot podcast, yeah when we shoot podcast number 102 or uh, 145 you know we will still refer to the day ones as you guys, you know? Yes I, th- yes, I think anyone who commits to this podcast since like the third, somewhere between 1 and 10. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that's, day, that's you, one. OG crowd. Yes, We'll keep on looking team. out for you guys, the dream team. That's, what, yeah, that's why well, we're working. We're, we're working for the dream team, mm, you Get know? some
1: dream team t-shirts or
0: something. Later right. on, we can, yeah, limited edition limited dream edition team. Limited edition dream team. Yeah, I am so excited. The overrun. I'm so excited. But yes, welcome. As I said, uh, we are on the platforms that I mentioned just recently. Um also on social media we are very active. Um it's Instagram, we are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, we are on TikTok, but we do not do as much things on TikTok. Um, if you want to really find us and uh, interact with us, go ahead, email us at overrunbrand at gmail.com, share a story, share a thought, share a comment, you know, a review. Um, otherwise you can go to at on the overrun Underscore um, on, on Instagram, and you can check out us out there. Give us a like, give us a follow. Um, that sounds so cheesy. It does a bit. I don't weird. want to sound like a YouTuber. <laughs> don't follow us. No, no, please no, follow no, us. Don't, don't So uh, that's where you find us. That's we'll where you can interact with us. Um, but yeah, firstly, before we chat about what is. To be chatted about today. Um, so I I'll want to I don't even know. tell us sure. a quick story. So, it's story time. Story time. Story time. Get the popcorn, sit down yes. on the couch, maybe get your old brand because that's what you eat during a movie, exactly. Um, anyway, so the what I want to tell so, our good friend Sarah Sarah helps us with social media and design and branding. Um, she's awesome, she's very talented in what she does. She actually sold We're very blessed to have her very blessed, very blessed. She actually sold her first car quite recently. Um, she had an Opel Zafira, so it's a one of the cheapest seven-seaters. Like it'll probably go against the Touran or the Sharan from Volkswagen. Um, like what is the What is the Pass Mobili- No, that's Honda. No. Honda Mobilio, but yeah, but anyway. it's a bit of an older car anyway. Seven-seater. So these cars usually go for about sixty to 80K, um, eighty k, eighty thousand rand for, like, a good, you know, example. But hers is, uh, let's just say less than average. I'll show you photos, but, like, the rear window smashed been around, out. He's been around the block. You can say it is few. trash, because there's literally a trash bag over the rear side window. Easy just access. I mean, <laughs> access. imagine you lock your keys in the car. You're going to get in. No, that no, is what happened. smash the window anymore. <laughs> that is what happened. The, you just replace the black bag around the back. That is why there is a black bag. But anyway, so she went to a company who buys cars. Uh We won't name the company's name but anyway they buy cars and In uh <laughs> South, Africa. <laughs> South Africa. They buy cars. <laughs> they buy cars. Um but anyway, um they she went to them for a quote and they quoted her twenty five thousand rand which is like it's low. I mean you
1: can't what what do you, what can you buy with that? It's low. No it's you low. Buy yourself a scooter and maybe some spare wheels or something to put on it and fuel for a month.
0: Yeah. So I think that's where it stops. But anyway, twenty five K and she was like, no, I can do better. But her dad was like, mm, not so sure. Her friends, her friends were like, was mm, like, not so sure. Uh. And then from there on, she actually, yeah, she put a car um, on the way on Montgomery. And she put it up for 45,000. And she was like, it's a bit of a stretch because she sh- still has to do like 7 to 8K of repairs, which is quite a lot. Um, Like the gearbox isn't very lacquer. You know, clutch is almost gone. Uh, you can think it's an old car. But anyway, so, yeah, she... Put it up for forty-five thousand, and she actually got a few replies in like the first few minutes. So there was already interest. And the next day, she met with a person, and she was like taking a boyfriend with because she was quite scared. You know, maybe this could be a dodgy deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. South African version of Craigslist. Yeah, it is crazy. So, um, yeah, she met with this guy, and they chatted about, and he was like, "How how much are you willing to go down?" And she said, Well, I'll go down with the amount that I was going to spend on repairs and maintenance, which is about seven to eight thousand Rand. They went down to thirty-eight and she, the guy was like, Okay, what are you thinking about thirty six? And in her mind, she's like, I can't believe I'm selling this for anything over thirty thousand. And um she eventually sold it for thirty six thousand and the guy was like, Okay, we can do the paperwork a bit later. They had like a um very impromptu uh, quickly, just a sign off. Yeah, contract sent up. Um, so the papers and stuff are going to be transferred for this week. But he drove off the car that day, and she was like, "I sold my first car." So Sarah, well done, w- well done for selling your first car for like on that. Yeah. eleven thousand rand more than she expected. So le- that's yeah, that's no, very well that's done. That's proper. That's very well done.
1: That's off to you, madam. I'll yeah. tell you when I need to sell my first car as well. That's <laughs> off. We're going to car sales. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that is a very not good... not at this time. It's very bad at this time, but like in a few months. But maybe. being able to sell your car, being able to sell anything is mm. a very, very good trait or, you know, um, ability to have. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, well done to her. Yes. But anyway, um, more relevant, more recent, more interesting news to come up. Luke, what do we have? We have an SUV. An SUV. An SUV. The Anomaly. This
1: SUV makes me think of if you take a child and you put him down in front of a Lego box and you say, build me a car.
0: But he gives the chassis and the wheels and the engine. It's yes, just but just the build body. The car. Yeah. Build the
1: car. It's the Lamborghini Urus. Mm. It's, a, it's quite an interesting car. It's ridiculously fast. Um, it's 650 capable. horsepower from a bi-turbo,
0: I think it's a 4-liter. 4-liter bi-turbo V8. V8, yep.
1: Um. yeah, Uh, I'm not such a big fan of it, I'm not going to lie, but I am more the guy that goes for, like, style and class and everything like that, but it's still a fantastic car for Lamborghini because it was the first car on the production line of Lamborghini that in the shortest time reached 10,000 units. Yeah, I think within two years. Yeah. So, that speaks for itself. I mean, it's a big thing for Lamborghini to come out with a, I think this is the first, yeah, SUV. uh,
0: No, the second, the, the LMP 002 or yeah, something, yeah, that yeah. very boxy, like, army yeah, wagon like with a V12. Vibe. It was basically a, a truck version of a Kuntash. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: that was not really... That doesn't count. Yeah. So, for this, having the the proper SUV come out, I think, is a That's, really big thing.
0: It was a big step, but, of course, Porsche started it. So, mm-hmm. Porsche, in 20, 2003, they... Um, released the Cayenne and everyone was like oh Porsche's going downhill they're spiraling yeah, yeah, down yeah. to the death And then, uh, let's be honest the first version of the Cayenne wasn't the best, best no, It's ugly. thing it's ugly yeah um, my granddad actually has one and oh. uh, it still drives still very luxurious um, I think that one has a uh, 3.6 v6 in um, but yeah, the the guy in came out. It was the first V8 that Porsche built in quite some time since the 928 was uh, discontinued, and it did extremely well. Mm. Like within the first few years, it already had sold like 300 thousand units. So it did like it just pushed Porsche to put Porsche to a whole new level in terms of sales, and it actually entitled them to build the most insane cars after after that. I think if I'm like I might be wrong. Um, but the first GT3, so it was the 996, mm-hmm. 996, 911 GT3, um, was built after the Cayenne. And I mean, I think that was maybe one of the cars that was possible because of the Cayenne and yeah. what it did for Porsche. So for Lambo, what happened now is the Urus, basically, I think it was end of 2019, Lambo sales were up by 43%. Because that's of a huge because margin, of the Urus' sure. reveal, yeah, yeah. So that's massive for them. Um, and you mentioned now the sales figures, so just uh, uh, 10, not, 000, the, not yeah. the sales figures, the production figures mm-hmm. was ten thousand in the first two years. So the Uricon, which was also a big step for them, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the the successor to the Gallardo, um, they built ten thousand in four years, wow. which is uh, the Urus. Yeah, like it's, it's completely surpassed everything
1: that they've ever done. It's insane, and I mean, it's not like <laughs> it's fantastic for what you get but like i said i'm not a fan of the looks and stuff but you would think like it's a very bold statement it's like this big thing it's got these very sharp lines all across and you would very much lamborghini that very much lamborghini but you would not think that that would be the lamborghini to set
0: the record for what they do i mean did you do you so you wouldn't have thought that would be the lambo to set the record or basically Put them back on the track. I uh, no, I wouldn't think of it because it's it's not a it's not a you don't think when you think Lamborghini you don't think SUV. Yeah, but other brands were also like okay, let's bring out an SUV like Jaguar, like Bentley, and mm. like what did it mean for them? Yeah, okay, I suppose it meant a lot as well. And if you if you look at another brand, also Aston Martin, they are in heaps of trouble financially. Um, they are yeah, so they sold a lot of their shares recently. We we touched on this the previous episode. Um, But yeah, they got a few new investors to chip in. They are going into Formula One next year also. Mm -hmm. But a big release this year was the Aston Martin DBX, which is their um, SUV. The engine they are actually bringing out is the 4-liter twin-turbo V8 from the Mercedes-AMG engines. Mm -hmm. So do you know the Aston Martin Vantage, the newest one? They also have the 4-liter V8 from the the Mercedes Mm -hmm. GTS. So that 4-liter V8 is used... Widely, yeah. 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 So about very in, common engine, yeah. So and almost every AMG model has that engine. So DBX is bringing out this, um that, and it like it looks very cool, very Aston yeah, cool. Martin, like the Urus for Lambo. Yeah, and I think it'll be that's, that's very good for them. Yeah, it's it's a good thing that with these
1: new SUVs that car companies have gotten right. Uh, it's the same with Bentley as well, with the new SUVs coming out. They're yeah. taking more and more of what makes them them and putting it into the car, so that it's I think it's more easily recognizable, but also in that sense that. If you were to say to someone, "Design me an SUV for, let's say, Lamborghini," I think the the Euros is exactly what it would. Yeah, I know it's the
0: same with the DVX and the and Bentayga and all that. Another example is also the Cullinan is basically what you would see it, a Rolls Royce. Exactly. Yeah. It's not, so it's I not think new era of SUVs have done really really
1: well. Yeah, in terms almost. of design, definitely. Yeah. yeah, they've done really good. Um The other car as well is the Bentley Bentayga, um, which people. Like to compare to the uh, to the Urus in, p- in a sense because it almost matches in power. It's got 600 horsepower from W12 compared to the 650. It, it costs about the same, but then again, it's the sense of we take
0: performance over luxury, and then obviously the Cullinan is in a whole other uh, spectrum of d- depending on what you spec it with. And I mean, that's not performance orientated at all. It's all about being the most luxurious, and I think that Bentley is a bit in a tight spot there because yeah. it's. Uh, you know, a bit bent between what do I want to be now? Be- Bentley, known as luxury brand, has brought out cars like the Continental, the GT um, version of that, the um, GT Speed, whatever. So they have a few performance-orientated versions also with crazy performance, but yeah, still yeah. focused on luxury. So now it's like... You still have these massive seats and it's like sitting on a sofa in yeah, a car Still it's Still, like it's... You can't, you can't ask for more luxury, but now, it's like the Bentayga, like, are you facing the... Um, are you facing the Cullinan or are you facing you know the Urus the RSQ8 because we class, we yeah. saw a, um, a drag race recently yeah with the the Cayenne Turbo SE Hybrid the RSQ8 Urus and then the Bintego mm. and the Bintego fed very well I did yeah I was quite surprised by that because it's, it's it's in in
1: Comparing to the engines and stuff, it's not necessarily that big a performance engine. Obviously, yeah. it's got the power for that, but it's not like yeah. you're taking that car and hurtling it around the track every now and again like you would perhaps with the Euros if you buy it for performance.
0: Yeah, it's a heavy car, It's a, a flipping heavy car. But so I think, I can't remember the version now, but the Bentayga, they brought out like a special edition last year or something, which was for a short period of time. I don't know if it still is, but it was the most powerful SUV, yeah, production, yeah. production SUV. Production so it was SUV, even yeah. more powerful than the... What was it? The SRT, um, the Grand Cherokee, mm-hmm. the the trackhawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Jeep trackhawk. Yeah, yeah. The trackhawk. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I I'm not too attracted to the Bentayga. Not that I'm the a one potential customer, but the, the the newer done. Newer oh, the one, refresh. Uh, yeah. The
1: refresh has done it quite nicely with a facelift and all that. Um, yeah, I think the the old one was. I don't know. It's like a marshmallow. Mm. Marshmallow on wheels. It's got <laughs> Very really, I'm, not, I'm not saying, you know, th- but it, it's like this, like like big and and, and fluffy, <laughs> fluffy, <laughs> <big> <laughs> and SUV, like yeah. a marshmallow, basically. <laughs> um, but the new first of,
0: yeah, I think I've have changed a few things and it's looking very good. I have to say, I actually see people yelling at us, calling the a <laughs> yeah, yeah, marshmallow, yeah, but you know that's fine. Uh, the fact that you're listening to it, that's that's awesome. But I also Shout wanted to touch those. on in terms of SUVs and what they mean for these luxury brands. Mm. Um, the reason why. SUVs are also so profitable is because brands don't have to push so much money into the development and production and research into a new model for SUV because I don't know if you knew okay but Volkswagen Group which mm-hmm. is basically um, the holder company for a few subsidiaries yeah, yeah. including Volkswagen Audi Bentley um, Lamborghini is also part of that uh, spectrum mm-hmm. the how many cars, and you can try and name them if you want. Mm-hmm. So think of the think of the the Porsche Cayenne now. Okay. okay. How many cars have the same base, basically the platform, and the same four liter V eight? How many cars share that? The same four liter V eight. So the same four liter V eight. Well, all well, well, derivative from it, but. Mercedes is the. I'm thinking of the GL, but remember Mercedes is not part of the. Oh, they're not part group. of the Volkswagen So think group. of think of the Cayenne, okay. Yeah. One example of a car that basically shares the same platform is the the Touareg. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So think of uh, what do you think would be other examples of people thinking Audis, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two Audis that share the same platform. RSQ8. The, yeah, the new RSQ8 and the SQ7 also but the so sq7 the SQs, but the engine isn't the same the engine isn't the same as the um the turbo diesel yeah yeah the urus shares the same platform with the cayenne yeah. and the um rsq8 the Turek as i mentioned in the audis so there are quite a few collaborations so we all has a copier machine in their offices and they just go, <laughs> 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 yeah. The Folsom group basically is uh, like, yeah. push it here, push it here, push it here. And you know, in some sense, it's like, oh, okay, you now where's the character for the cars, whatever, whatever. But if you think about it, SUVs, like, they aren't meant to be the most playful, characterful, emotion inspiring cars. They are yeah, meant to be good at what they do, and like, performance SUVs are meant to be quick, and that's what they are. Mm-hmm. And it's much cheaper for brands to then develop these SUVs and actually make a lot of money because platform was already developed. Yeah, em- you just need to put a body on an interior and you change it up depending yeah. on what Precisely, brand you suspension you alter with and whatever well, so but you can also get that from anyone else so that's true so that's basically the reason so why actually SUVs should so be the easiest car to produce for a company if yeah. you build on the well it, it could be any car it could be a sedan also it's mm. just taking an already existing, already good, well-performing platform and working from there. R8 and Huracan yeah, is an example. Exactly, yeah, the the Supra and the Z4. Well. Yeah. So these are also examples of cars and brands sharing platforms. Um, but yeah, so in just coming back to SUVs, I think that's the main advantage that brands have um, is that the fact that they are sharing platforms. Like the S600 and the Pagani. <laughs> <laughs> that is another <laughs> That's another episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, that just cuts the cost by a lot and yeah, yeah. to be honest the buyers of those suvs aren't like yes you are probably a petrol for buying that and also a bit crazy like it's very irrational buy but like those cars are very good at what they do they're extremely quick oh, oh sorry bentley Bentego also part of the mlb platform yes yeah. so yeah those cars are very good at what they do they're very quick and they sell <laughs> yeah, they sell yeah. I mean, very they well. they sell like like insanely the, the numbers of flipping good for
1: those yeah. for those those cars. Yeah. I think it's like in certain senses as well, you have a car company that their normal uh, the 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 flagship cars are really, really expensive and then you you get the SUV. Might be a little bit cheaper and but yeah some are very
0: expensive stuff. Yeah
1: some are still very expensive but I think with like let's say you're a super wealthy businessman and you have your family and stuff it's better. You, I think, your wife will be more. Easy if you buy an SUV with five seats instead of buying a two seat sports car from the same company. But then you can still have your brand. No, sense. it's very. It's obviously a very little group of people like that. But it's yeah, no,
0: it is. An, it is a small group. Like okay, in terms of like relevi- relating to the whole world, well, in relation to the whole world, mm. basically, it's a it's a small it's group. It's a small but group, but that's it's, yeah. all year of. You know, yeah,
1: it's all those things. That so
0: um, I think another debate for another day. Maybe also you know SUVs versus sedans and estates mm. more so estates than sedans but just the you know taking cars like the um Bentego, taking cars like the the urus and the rsq8 and comparing them to e63s um rs6s mm. you know yeah, yeah. Um, alpina Definitely b5s no. you know so i think that's also quite a debate for another day but the other top the other topic, main topic we want to touch on, is also motoring brands, but more specifically motoring expos and shows mm. that are <laughs> struggling to survive. Yeah,
1: it's not. It's not a good. Good season or anything for a few years, I would think. Yeah. What happened to the Geneva Motor Show? The Geneva Motor Show was cancelled for this year. This is the beginning of the year. And 2021, yeah, yeah, it's also also cancelled for 2021. And the main reason, so so this year's cancellation obviously had to do with with COVID nineteen and the whole pandemic across, which makes sense. But the the problem with next year's is car companies weren't interested enough to go and showcase their cars. Um, there was no responses from car companies from the organizers of the Geneva show, um, and it's been so bad that the show where it's I think two hundred and ten million dollars for those four days that it brings to, to that's capital. unbelievable. It's
0: insane. But that's what it provide. That's what it. Like in terms of economic yeah value, yeah economic value that's, that's what it provides yeah, unbelievable yeah.
1: It's, it's insane Um but now it's I think yeah it's it's up for sale
0: or what is it specifically I can't remember what the like I, I don't what, think the yeah. spoke prices or so I'll, I'll try and find but out I, but
1: I know I, as far as I know the 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 rights to the show is up for sale you can if yeah. you have I don't know I don't know what the pricing on that would be it would be probably insane and and I'm not entirely sure what you're buying but. The general consensus is that the show is up for sale due to it not being able to run two years without, or still exist for two years without anything happening. Yeah. I mean, you basically, you've got all these people and they rely on four days of expo, four or five days of expo. um, And with that not being there for
0: two years, Mm. it's a massive, massive hit that it takes. And yeah, they also said like um, the event is to be sold. Um, but one article also mentioned like, well, they put it that way that it is for sale in its current format. Yeah. So the current format being the physical show, yeah, with the yeah. physical stands and exhibitions. Everything that's, um, and that is like, it's sad in, in many senses. I remember when I was very young, um, uh, my dad took me to the Cape Town motor show. So mm-hmm. there's a motor show in, in Waterfront yes, yes. Um, every year. And it's very cool, cool, um, exhibitions and new cars being released and like, you have these, like, very interesting, slammed old Mercedes C-classes, like, just things you expect. No, yeah, out of the you ordinary, it's like, yeah, on whole new And uh, to be dead honest with you, I don't remember anything, <laughs> because <laughs> I was, like, four years old. Yeah. But I just remember walking out of there. I'm like, okay, so are we getting a car now? Like, are we buying a car from here? Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was... It was quite a cool experience, like, just going to a car show. I think that's... In terms of a car enthusiast's needs, and, you know, particularly it's like us... Like, what a cool experience to attend the car show. Yeah, you know, it just say, It's a bit
1: sad because you have this new generation of like car fanatics coming in, and now there's no showcase for them. And I, you can understand, you can do it digitally and sit at your home and watch it. But I mean, anyone can look at a picture of a car. It's a whole different experience than going to a venue, yeah, and 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 actually looking at something and seeing it in person. And I think that's a big thing that falls away a bit, and it's sad. But, you know, the world is changing. Times are changing. We have to adapt and yeah. see what we can do. So, f- I've got no idea, to be honest, what the new era of this type of things would be. Hopefully, they can come back. Um, obviously, they won't be as they were. There will still yeah. be some things going on. But I don't. I really don't think the way forward is having everything on a computer and just looking at it through your screen.
0: Yeah, does, there's a lot of innovation to be done by car shows in general. Yeah, But just to put it into perspective, so... Um, the attendance, the normal attendance at Geneva Motor Show is like five to six hundred thousand people, which is insane. Yeah, you know, in that four days, yeah. the Paris Motor Show has attendance like one point two, one point three million people, which is unbelievable. It's a lot of people. Yeah, and as you said, economic value like for, the, yeah, for, for the, the Geneva for the, yeah. is like two hundred ten million um euros, or Swiss francs. I can't remember which one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway. So, the attendance at the Paris Motor Show is about one point two, one point three million, which is a lot of people. Mm-hmm. How many followers do you think Instagram... Or, uh, how many followers do you think Mercedes has on their Instagram page? Like 7 million, run about there? 28 million. 28 million. 28 million. Porsche Jeez. has 21.9 or mm-hmm. like 22 million. So, on a single post, a single Instagram post, their reach is more than like... Both oh, of those shows we, combine. Yeah, well, but basically, yeah. So their reach is by far more, and it's yeah. so much more. Like, I think there's two variables to be taken into convenience here in terms of you know car shows and their future. The future thereof is convenience, which is one, and then economic, you know, trade off value. Yeah, you yeah. Know? The so value and the gain convenience is. meaning like, of course, for us, we would love to go to a car show. Yeah, yeah. But so experience it in first. What's but more convenient? Sitting at home watching a video. Uh, like a few hours after the show and the release of a car which there are many videos yeah, yeah, of you know or like driving the show standing in the line. Well, yeah so you know there's a trade-off in terms of convenience people are going much more toward the, the line of convenience and yeah I think if, sitting if at you home have like the
1: new era of, of people coming in and watching everything on, on, on digital platforms and stuff like that but then you have Obviously, you get an old school crowd that says, "No, we want this and we want that," yeah. and the whole experience of going to the show and then walking through the booths and stuff. So it's a big debate
0: to be had about what goes where. But we'll see what happens in the next few years. And you no, know, I think it's already year. turning out. I think it's already turning out as it's going to be because, as you mentioned, some car brands there was a much less interest by some car brands to actually attend these shows because yeah. it's unbelievably expensive. We can't like. I do not have a, yeah, I also a ballpark no value for you because it depends. Like some stands and exhibitions are much more elaborate. Yeah, I think there's a floor plan and it gets allocated for, from where
1: you're standing. And it's but all depending got to do with on where the people come in and yes, yes. movement and all that. So who's going to get the most viewing? And that costs more yeah. than someone else. Precisely. Yeah, so it's know. dependent, I think, every year from who is available as well. Because car companies need to say, OK, we want to go. Yeah. And then they can start working on that. And if no car companies want to go exhibit new models or whatever, then what's yeah. the point?
0: As you said, also it's very important, like because uh, some car shows, some stands are, you know, more accessible or uh, necessarily have more traffic, you know, mm. past that stand. But when it comes to social media and um, YouTube, you know, that that almost that competitive advantage that some brands have, that's gone now. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, it's equal,
1: like you know, it's playing. Like, field. It's, it's in a sense, it's healthy competition between the car brand. Oh, I'm definitely, same, yeah, you know. and, and, and that drives. Uh, um, car brands to to keep on going and going because you can have two great cars right next to each other at the same show and they can look what each other what they're doing and that can force them to be better the next year and it just keeps on going and going now that falls away yeah so like yeah it's it's a bit of a situation but like we said you got to do what you got to do in that sense
0: so yeah we'll we'll see how it turns out um but i think social media is definitely the way to go um, brands are focusing a lot more at the moment on production and production value. Mm. So you'll see a lot of like short films. Koenigsegg brought out like a short film now. I don't know yeah. if you saw. Uh,
1: I haven't seen it, but I'm I'm just thinking of Mercedes a short film as well. Yeah. So stuff like that. They it's are focusing a lot on like content creation. Porsche are actually the kings of short films, I would say, because they've got a bunch. You can go on YouTube and keep on watching
0: old and all old and yeah. old, like from the 2000 th- like eight, I think. So and if about you. The, If you go look at car shows, car shows are mainly there for, like, of course, okay, showcasing brands, Mm -hmm. building brand value, uh, marketing, whatever, but basically for, um, at car shows, you can expect big new concepts being revealed, Um, you know, new cars being released for the first time. I remember 2019, um, the Geneva Motor Show, like Ferrari at the F8 Tributo, um, and Lamborghini had the Huracan Evo Spy, the Spider that the the Aventador SVJ roadster. Mm, So these are just like small examples. Uh, Koenigsegg, for instance, Geneva, I'm about to show this here. I think it was like, okay, so it was like cancelled the day before. Mm. Yeah, so um, it was like cancelled the day before. And after that, um, they made like a video. I remember Christian from Koenigsegg brought out a video with uh, another YouTuber basically releasing the, was it the Jesko? goodsco yeah yeah, 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 so also like their new thing um and uh oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> people <laughs> looking for all sides and angles, um <laughs> come see what's going what's going on what's going on yeah, um mm. but anyway, yeah, so release of new cars, and cars are just or oh, brands are just foc- maybe more focused on you know doing it online they can make an insane production, yeah, people yeah. Are like.
1: Like you said, with the followers, like Mercedes's case of all the followers and stuff, I suppose when you're releasing something like that, you'll reach a lot more people because not everyone can go to a car show. Um, but I think in a sense, when you have this live crowd reaction as well to, to having a car being pulled from underneath a cloth, and it's it's a whole different experience, but it's not accessible to everyone. Mm. So it might be that um, doing it over digital platforms is more accessible to, to a bigger crowd. And that gets the word out faster and to show yeah. what's really going on. So Also
0: yeah. like from that, I think as we as we spoke about like releasing new cars and you just said like content creation may be just the way to go. And um if you look at the amount of people that YouTubers, like automotive YouTubers like Mr. JWW, Seen Through Glass, um Shmi one fifty uh, you know the the reach they have is massive. Not just yeah, on no, YouTube, it's, it's not just on uh, on all Instagram, but like use. it's it's millions of people. Mm. And immediately after the release of the car, whatever you know, they they documented. Yeah. And um, I think uh, can you remember like McLaren? Their Speedel release, their six seven, seven six five mm. LTE, the the seven twenty S. All their releases was like this private thing where they basically held a. Release sort of thing, like a release privately. party,
1: and you, they invite a certain group of people that they yes. want there
0: because they know yeah. they'll get it out and they'll
1: document it and showcase Precisely. it. So it's almost that like they don't have to do any advertising because the people they invite will do the advertising for them. They can Precisely, just announce it, yeah. and this group of people will come and they'll they'll know they'll document because it's what they thrive on. So journalists, uh, uh, vloggers, uh, um, car uh, like enthusiasts and people like that that have this reach. It would make more sense because it's not a lot of trouble. Then, like the marketing team has about this much. Where the people that come in and and come come look at the car, at the release party, they do about this much. Mm.
0: So it's a. I think it's an easy easier outcome at least. Yeah, it basically just put your head of design and like head of uh, operations for that car, mm. and then you just you know let the rest of it yeah. yeah, so the, the YouTubers YouTube some <laughs> champagne and <laughs> caviar, and they keep on talking for hours. Make it interesting. Yeah, and I think something we can. Sort of go on from there is uh, like a, as an as we now mentioned, basically it's just collaborations between brands mm. and then YouTubers, content creators. You know, something that is. You know, in Afrikaans you say basically like very valuable to brands is collaborations with influencers. You know, if they can get influencers on Instagram or YouTube, whatever, to mention their brand or to you know drive one of their cars, yeah, yeah, you know, they don't mind inviting YouTubers on exactly. Yeah, it's it's it's, um, so let's say the car
1: company has a, a certain amount of followers, but this. Uh, influencer <laughs> are you thirsty Sorry. Martin? <laughs> I'm thirsty it's really warm. Um, the influencers that you then invite to that might have a completely different crowd that the company does not have and that yep. pushes their reach into that direction then you have someone on Instagram and, and then on YouTube they've got both those platforms and they spread that out um, and maybe the car company's is game on, on YouTube isn't that strong but this influence is, is amazing it's like one of the best so then why wouldn't they do that it's very easy for them I mean it's not like they're short of cash or anything to pay someone to do something like that. So,
0: And I think for smaller brands also, it's very clever to do collaborations. Um, the, okay, collaborations sometimes can be destructive to brands and brand value and brand image. Like you might just team up with the wrong guy mm. and he... You know, doesn't make the quality of content you'd like. We expect him to make, or the crowd isn't the crowd that he, the audience that he interacts with and has reached to, maybe isn't the crowd that you expected uh, or maybe wanted your brand to interact with. Mm. But yeah, that's sometimes clever. Like, uh, let's take for instance, um, there's a what's the brand call again? Um, I think it's called Yannarelly. So Yannarelly, I think it's a French company don't quote me on it but they designed the, the i actually want to find this now but it's a extremely cool car um it's like a mix between like r8 uh shelby cobra e-type jaguar let's just see yeah so that's Raleigh. quite an interesting combination of things, yeah eh? but like a very unknown brand like this was a Yannarelli design one ja- what is it yeah it's yana Raleigh. okay it's called it called the design one, and like it's insane. And uh, basically, they teamed up with like a YouTuber I remember, and only because of that, like he don't drive the car, they basically got the reach they they wanted. You know, mm. so it's a very clever idea. Um, Easy
1: tactic with very little fuss, like yeah. you said. That YouTuber just makes. Does e-
0: most of the stuff for them. They just give him the products to use. Yeah, um, product res- endorsements yeah. make a lot of money for these guys. Mm. Um. But yeah, I think that basically covers it. Uh, <laughs> if you want a short conclusion or verdict, a motoring brand marketing and branding, um, new age is digital, and that's it. Ah, it's been digital <laughs> for some time. But yeah, so yeah. car expos, car shows will have to change the format in mm. which they operate if adapt. they want to survive. Yeah, have to adapt and, and uh, get
1: these things sorted because it's a big yeah. big hurdle that they're facing.
0: And content creation is and content creation is the way the to go. The present and the
1: future. Yeah. That's why yeah, we're doing this.
0: Yeah. Well, sort of. Sort we actually of just want people to enjoy. We just we're just
1: bored at home and we're talking nonsense. We need to channel Are all we this. at home?
0: No we're not. <laughs> no, we're not at home. That's yo, here. So uh we just want to create appreciation, yeah. create some passion amongst cars and just the people around them. Mm. Um but yeah, we have a very interesting uh, segment coming out now, mm. very exciting Yeah, very uh, uh, oh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be the ultimate canyon driving the an ultimate canyon car. The
1: canyon ultimate mountain bar experience.
0: S- spirited driving. Yeah. You know.
1: We set a few few guidelines for this as well because it's mm. not like you're taking your family hurtling up a mountain or something. It needs <laughs> to be a two-seater. Yes. And it needs to be a manual. Yes. Because that will give you that ultimate driving experience. Yeah. Of
0: you want to have a bit of fun. Yeah. You, know? you don't want to just floor it and let the yeah. car do its own thing. You, you want to do work your, your well. thing. Yeah. you so want. So two-seater, two plus two is fine. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you can't, acknowledge the two co- well the two seats in the, the back seats in a nine eleven like those own seats. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So just a bit of context. Uh, Luke and I we were going on holiday not too long ago, and we had. Uh, do we drove over the Fransouk Pass which is if you don't know one South of the Africa, best driving routes? I'm pretty it's sure it's just it is the views and the quality of the tarmac yeah it's, it's very good proper proper road very nice drive. driving there yeah. yeah
1: and it's quite long as well it's a proper pass it's not just the quick up and down it's mm. it takes yeah. like some time to it,
0: do it yeah it's it's very enjoyable you lucky
1: you'll find some baboons so there's some uh, spectators uh, You know if you you're lucky to climb, climb. <laughs> <Some> <laughs> you'll, you'll to find baboons spectators for your
0: hill climb when you're going up so yeah as you said those were the parameters mm. we set and the price was... Sub five hundred Sub 500,000 Rand, yeah. Yeah. So just to keep it so you don't go crazy. So I think, Luke, if you're ready, you I'm can uh, reveal us your car. Uh, I don't know what it is. car is. But the I the
1: trusted site, Gumtree. And yes, uh, as we do. I found a supercharged Honda S2000, 2006 model. Nah, it's expected. <laughs> 86,000 kilometers on it. But this thing is not just like it's... The the amount of like extras and modification that this guy has done. It's a soft top convertible, but he includes a hard top for you as well if you want to add that. The whole supercharger is a, uh, a RoTrex supercharger from the UK. It's hundred thousand Rand or a bit more, which is already insane. But so. that car
0: doesn't it doesn't it wasn't released with a supercharger. No, no, this is aftermarket. Okay. Yeah. What's the like engine specs on um, that? Um like displacement and I'm
1: trying to see now. It's 230 kilowatt from the supercharger, but I'm not entirely sure what
0: the original one is. I can check Let with me you see. Yeah, yeah, uh, on that S. Two thousand. I think it was a two-liter VTEC. Yeah, two-liter. Yeah, two-liter inline for VTEC. VTEC basically just you 240 horsepower. Revital, you can't anymore more. Yeah. Yeah. Two hundred and forty horsepower. A cool car. But
1: now with the supercharger on with two hundred and thirty kilowatt, a little bit more. More beefy. Yeah. Um, no, I
0: think that's good. That's a good option. Yeah, I know. People so really like this cigar. It's small. It's it's. Yeah, nimble. I was about to
1: say, it's small. It goes when it needs to go. I mean, yeah. slap a supercharge on anything, and it's especially one that's this intense. And, and Cabriolet, it's open top. It does you can sound enjoy good. It. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds proper. Yeah, small, just have compact, to put the right suits on slicks. <laughs> oh, little little white body. Yeah, a little. Yeah, just, just, just a just little. Just a little, not just much, a little, you know. Bit. Just teasers. And for 300,000, I think that's a really Oh, real yeah, price. even so if 200K, sh- it is fair. I've got, to, uh, well, probably tires, cause four time, tires because every time, you know, you go <laughs> up a
0: mountain, you have, to, you have to do something around a corner every now and again. Okay, I've, Martin? I've gone a bit, no, bit more sensible. hope
1: it's not a track tractor this time.
0: No, 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 no. That's only a one seat. <laughs> well, if you're still <laughs> in the wheel arch, it's two. <laughs> so it's the same as the F1. It's actually a three-seater three there. there. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, it doesn't count. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've gone a bit more sensible. So the one of the options was an E46 M3, mm-hmm. 3.2 inline six. And I was like, yo, that's such a nice car, but I'll probably die with my skills. Like that <laughs> car does like to, you know, yeah. throw back around. Um so I've gone, and I think you could have expected this, 2003 Porsche 911 Carrera 4S. So this is the 996 version. This is the one of the weird The day Martin headlights. doesn't choose a
1: Porsche, he's probably sick or someone's something hit him is over wrong. the head. There's something, something wrong, is wrong with him. The day doesn't choose a
0: Porsche. Yeah. But so. listen, like, okay, so this is the 4S, meaning four-wheel mm-hmm. drive. It's going to pull you out of the corners. Yeah. Like, I don't think it has a I think it has about three hundred, maybe a bit more than three hundred horsepower. Um so it doesn't have um, like a lot of power, but still it's enough. Like Porsches just get it right for putting power on the ground. Um this thing handles insanely well. Uh with the four-wheel drive, it just pulls you out of the corner, as you said. It does make a good sound. Three point six um flat six. Almost forgot Porsches have flat sixes. Shocking, um, <laughs> but yeah, naturally aspirated, so it does make an awesome noise. Revs, yeah. revs still about eight. Um, yeah, I, I would very much like to drive this, um, up that pass, um, rather than a BMW because I don't really like BMWs. Um, but I think this thing also has the more pure sound. I don't know about you. What mm-hmm. have you chosen? Yeah, so. As I said, it's expected from Martin for the Porsche and they sound very good, but I it's do. still a good car to take for that. What did you have chosen between the two? Between the, um, the the BMW M3 and the Porsche? I would still probably have gone for the BMW.
1: Like you're a die fan of Porsche, I'm a die fan for BMW. Fair, so enough.
0: fair enough, fair enough. We'll keep it
1: interesting because it'd be boring if two guys with this two Porsches went up a mountain anyway. So it would be. We need kind of variation people. and yeah. get
0: it sorted for that. So uh, we have uh, okay. That's mm. basically our segment. He has a Honda S two thousand with two hundred thousand to spare, I have uh five hundred thousand Rand 996 Carrera 4S. S. Mm. Also the Porsches hold their value quite well. See, that's why you don't really find nine nine sixes or nine elevens for that ma- matter, like good not nine elevens with um for five hundred K. Like mm. yeah. So I think we can go on to our favorite segment, you know, the infamous PT Cruiser segment. PT Cruiser the segment. The PT Cruiser segment, the ugliest Stunning. car you will ever find. The ugliest car? Gabriele coupe? coupe. Oh, not coupe, like hardtop. Ha-
1: coupe, hardtop, whatever. So
0: you'd prefer the hardtop? Hardtop. Yeah. So if
1: I roll over and I won't break my neck or something, I'll still be <laughs> in <of> the car. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because there's only one place for that car, and that's a scrapyard. But it's fine. Anyway, anyway, so,
0: Martin, <laughs> Enough can uh, you uh, tell us about this little pocket rocket? Yes, okay guys, so I've come upon this car, well actually it was released quite some time ago, but I'm starting with the negative, and it's not in South Africa, <laughs> that's the negative. Um, it's a Volkswagen up GTI, up with the exclamation mark GTI. I mean, what an awesome idea. How cool is it that they actually took it up, which is like the small boxy car like it's the it's like the s class of the small like under autos you know that kind mm-hmm. of range cars um opel Adam and so, but very small car, one liter three cylinder they basically have a turbo on, and like i don't know what to say like it's it's just fun, it's just small, it handles. Probably not as so great. You'll probably go around the corner with the rear, um, one of the rear wheels in the air. Mm. Um, but it just looks so fun and like involving and engaging. Like it reminds me of a a, like a, a Peugeot 205 five GTI. I'm a fan just of the up luxury. <laughs> it's not a it's not a bad car
1: and stuff. But why? Why? Because why it's GTI. It's
0: a up GTI. Like it's a small car. I know it's a small car, GTI. and it's
1: fine that the up is a great car to buy and it makes sense for city driving and all that stuff. And it's a sensible car. But why?
0: I don't know. I just like the idea of it. But yeah. they say the problem is that they actually have a... So they discontinued it in 2019 and then brought a facelift out mm. with a bit more horsepower. Do you want to guess what the starting price is? Of course, it's done in South Africa. So when it's... Let's guess in what? Euros? No, what? no, no. So I, I took it from pounds to rands. So, okay, so try I and guess in rands, rands what do you think the starting price would be? Like
1: 180,000? 200? 250?
0: Oh my gosh. 300,000 Rand. No, man. 300,000 Rand.
1: I would rather go buy... I'd rather buy myself an old V12 Turbo Diesel Q7 <laughs> and struggle with that the rest of my life before I pay 300,000 Rand for up GTI. I know. I
0: know. 300,000 Rand. You can buy for 40,000 Rand a Peugeot 306 GTI stripped out roll gauge one-seater dogleg gearbox. And you could probably buy what, what, 40, like six of those? Buy like
1: 10 city golfs and just modify them with other stuff that you find.
0: I was trying to find prices for like a Mark 1, 1 or Mark 2 GTI, mm. but like a golf GTI, yeah, yeah. and I couldn't find any prices. But I think I saw one at uh, a dealership in Cape Town, Crossland Web. And yes, I can't remember, but I do think it was cheaper though. Mm. And just why? I think I'd rather go for that than this just because of the price. And I was like, M- just make it a bit more analog. Like, mm. It's so... This small car, you should be driving it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I've, We haven't driven it. So we're probably not going to drive it, but... Um, drive it a normal up, and that's, like, fine, but uh, I, I, for that the price... The GTI is so cool. It's so quirky.
1: Yeah, it's a great car. That's what I'm saying. It's a fantastic car. If it's just a standard one, they're, they're still expensive, like, but it's understandable for what you get and all that, but... No, it's, yeah. You
0: know, anyway... 300,000 rand for that. I don't know. Are you rating? Okay. Are you ready? Three, two, one... Dead average. Dead average. Dead average. Dead average. I thought you would go PT Cruiser. Yeah, I know, but it's not ugly. That's the thing. If it was uh, ugly yeah, as well, you. then I would have That's had true. PT Cruiser. It's not ugly. Okay. The next one. Next one, yeah. An
1: icon in my world of fanboy. Yeah. The BMW M1.
0: Uh. Sorry for the weird noise I was drinking. <laughs> um. What a stunning, stunning Tell car. me about it. I love that car. Uh, six.
1: Yeah, inline six engine. Uh, three the first the first iteration the three liter and then later three and a half liter okay from bmw, BMW engine uh, which year uh, model
0: was this was this like so early it was 78 oh, okay first, okay, one so was first 78 one
1: and they revealed it at the pro car championship the first time okay and um it's yeah it's 270 horsepower from from this inline six um the this was the road car yeah this is the road car so it's 1.4 tons stunning stunning car Designed well, the situation was when they started designing this Lamborghini and BMW partnered up. Yeah, that's This is cool. a this is an interesting. But this thing. is in the Countach's years, right? Mm. Yeah. So they partnered up to design a car with BMW, and few it went in between, and nothing worked out, and they had this massive disputes and fighting and stuff, and then the. the BMW just said, "Ah,
0: oh, we'll do it on our own. And they left it. They just decided. So it actually broke off the collaboration, but it was but still sort of design. You could see still the. still... As far as, sure. as
1: I know, um, Lamborghini finished the engineering on the car. Okay. But they didn't the design. Okay. But it, as you said, it's the same era as the Countach and all that. Yeah, so yeah, when yeah. the car came out, Lamborghini said, hey, that's our Countach. What are you doing? Um, and there was a big dispute about that and the resolving thing that they eventually went for was taking two BMW badges <laughs> and adding it to the rear of the car so now you've got one BMW badge far left and one BMW badge far right <laughs> just to tell <laughs> people it's not a
0: Lamborghini but uh, <sighs> because people actually were like this looks like a yeah Quintosh. this looks and like, like boss a was like we will stick to BMW badges at the rear. Yeah, and that was it and then
1: But it actually so yeah so So, uh, so I just want to continue on and yeah, saying yeah it was it. It, it it weighed uh what one point four uh, tons. One point three. One point three tons, mm. yeah. Um with the road going and then the Pro Car came out to drive in the BMW Pro Car Championship. Um they also raced this car, um the Pro Car version, which is a one tonner, five hundred brake horsepower from the same inline-six. Six. Sure. Uh, three and a half litre as well. Um and they raced that and Group B in Le Mans for two years. And then Group B fell away. Yeah. Which is a pity because yeah. this car is phenomenal. It is, stunning, it is a stunning, stunning car. And one-tonner, that's a one-to-two uh, power-to-weight ratio. Yeah, yeah.
0: So 500 horsepower. 500 so horsepower
1: for one-tonner. And that's it, it also yeah. took the record because of that. It took the record at the time for Germany's fastest uh, sports car or the, the,
0: the, the most p- powerful sports car sure. produced um, by any German manufacturer. I actually just went to look it up. Do you know how many production M1s there were, like road going? Like,
1: like four hundred or something, I think. Yeah,
0: four fifty three. Yeah. So it's one of the rarest BMWs out there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's you don't see these things. And also for context, the M1 originated from the eight series. So we yeah. have an eight series now, BMW eight series, but this was like the. Like, the 8 Series was awesome. Like, also yeah, the 860, so there was, like, 860
1: for V12, 850 yeah. V8. Later in the in the, roundabout the 80s, they, they um, changed it a bit and added a few things, made it more lighter, upgraded engines and all that. And then it was then called the M88, I think, was the model of that again later. So, it was still the M1 base that they used. And then I think they added a V12 later to it as well um, in certain. But that's, like, the rarest probably those V12s in, in in an M88 model. It's got something... It's the same V12 of the 5
0: Series that came to South Africa. The old 5 and 7
1: Series that BMW produced in the 70s as well.
0: So the BMW M1 V12... Well, I don't know. Did it have a V12 later on? I think later on it did. Not in the beginning. It was very short for it. They tested with it as far as I know. Uh, but because I know... I'm trying to find out because I think... I know the McLaren F1 its v12 engine the mm. six liter was designed and developed by bmw yeah. w- in collaboration so maybe this was like you know the start of it i don't know anyway we can go to rating uh i think this is a very obvious one yeah very cool like very cool oh, there, isn't even it. A, there isn't even a very cool segment but like this is very yeah cool. this is very cool we need to make a very cool segment for yes <laughs> but th- like yeah this isn't a glass of its own anyway uh, just Im- yeah you won't find a lot of it now um you yeah, see I them every now and, and again, like
1: at Goodwood Festival of Speed or
0: something, or at the hill climb. They'll they'll make an appearance, but it's all private collectors. There's a there's a, uh, a 850i mm-hmm. in our town, well in Stellenbosch, um, driving around. It just looks so cool, much better than the unbelievably large grills they have now the on the car series and all that yes luke but uh it's time that, that concludes our third episode thank you for joining thank you yeah, for listening. thank you very much for for watching if i on the YouTube. day ones the day ones the ogs will get you, that, you will get, get your limited it. merch limited edition merch limited edition merch but thank for you for guys. being here as i said uh follow us on instagram facebook um subscribe on, uh, subscribe on youtube on spotify apple mm. music google oh, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and so um we will be doing our next one hopefully, with a guest.: Yes um, get the we next are in. organizing that one, but yeah very exciting things to come. get some more experiences and some more stories. Get some more experiences and some more stories. Just trying to create some more appreciation. but thank you for joining. I hope you have a good one and uh, we'll see you on the other side.: Yeah, All right, you much, guys.. Cheers. Cheers, thank you. <laughs>